the vehicle will run over a baby, a thief, and two dogs who are <laughs> obeying the traffic laws. Or the vehicle can swerve and run over five pregnant women who are jaywalking. For this episode, we're going to try something a little different, and hopefully it'll be fun. Hopefully it'll it'll work out well. So we are going to both take a test called the Moral Machine, which is something put out by MIT. The purpose of this test is to collect moral data from people for the purposes of potentially training future AIs and specifically self-driving cars. So the format of this test is we're presented with a series of questions, I believe 13 of them. So if you're familiar with the trolley problem, this is essentially just a variation of trolley problems. Have you, have you heard of the trolley problem? No, I have not. I, give me a little bit of, of background on it. I don't want to give a real detailed explanation because I personally have heard the explanation of what the trolley problem is so many times that I get annoyed hearing it. So I want to spare people that already know. Okay. But, but the, the, here's, here's just a basic situation of it is, so say you're, you're standing by some, some railroad tracks and there's a train moving along or a trolley and it's heading towards a group of people who are hanging out there who are going to get hit and killed by the, the trolley or the train. And you have the ability to throw a switch that redirects the train to different tracks. Gotcha. And there's one person hanging out on those tracks who's going to get hit by the train and killed. So the question is, do you let the train proceed and, and do not intervene in any way and let five people die? Or do you intervene into the system and let that one person get killed? And the dilemma is basically, of course, you want fewer people to be killed. One is better than five. But what balances it out is the intervention, right? It's like you are almost murdering that one person, even though you're saving five people's lives. So it's just a, a moral dilemma. It's a thought experiment that people use. Mm. So that's essentially what this is. And there's going to be a number of variations on them. Okay, let's give it a go. So I thought we could just go through it uh, question by question and discuss our uh our selections and the reasoning behind them i just opened up the link all right do you want to go ahead and, and play the video sure welcome to the moral machine a platform for gathering a human perspective on moral decisions made by machine intelligence such as self-driving cars we show you moral dilemmas where a driverless car must choose the lesser of two evils such as killing two passengers or five pedestrians as an outside observer, you judge which outcome you think is more acceptable. You can then see how your responses compare with other people. If you're feeling creative, you can also design your own scenarios for you and others to view, share and discuss. Moral Machine is a project by the Scalable Cooperation Group at the MIT Media Lab. Help us learn how to make machines moral. Alright, so do you, do you feel like you have a handle on what's going on here? Let's do it. Alright, so... Start judging, I believe. <laughs> I never stop judging. Okay, so after a extensive series of challenges, Korean and I have determined that whenever you click this link and begin to take the test, 
you are assigned a different random collection of questions. So everyone's questions are different. So Crean and I cannot take the same version of the test on our own. So instead we're going to walk through some of the questions uh, together because it's just all we can really do. So our first question here, here's our, here's our scenario. We have a vehicle, a self-driving car that has a dog and three cats in it. Uh, we have no information on the breed of dog in case that's, that's something that matters to you. We have, we have three cats and a dog in a car and they are heading towards a crosswalk, which has four people walking through it. There's a baby. Technically the baby is in a stroller. He's not walking, but, uh, we have a baby, a male doctor, a criminal, and an elderly man. Can I ask who's, who's pushing the stroller that the baby's in? In the illustration, nobody seems to be pushing the baby's stroller, but I think let's just not worry about that detail. <laughs> let's assume the baby is with the elderly man or the doctor or the criminal. <laughs> I, I agree it is a little strange that there's no, no one directly listed as the parent. Maybe, maybe in, this, in this reality or the near distant future, there'll be self... Self-driving strollers? Uh-uh. <laughs> that that's possible and and it's worth mentioning here like just take this for what it is suspend your disbelief when it comes to the car being able to determine that out of the pedestrians one of them is an elderly man one of them is a doctor one of them is a criminal if if, if you want to you can think of this as being an extension of like the chinese social credit system that we've talked about before where the car is like hooked into a network which is able to recognize and ID all of the pedestrians and everything. So just take it for what it is that you know that these are the people walking through the crosswalk whose lives are in danger. And also because we have self-driving cars, you can have children, animals, whoever in the vehicle, because the car is just driving itself. It's also worth noting that in this scenario, this is a crosswalk that has a walk and do not walk signal. And the signal is green. So these people have the legal right of way to be walking right now. So the brakes go out on the self-driving vehicle with the three cats and the dog on it. And they are currently, if nothing happens, they're going to run over these four people. The doctor, elderly person, criminal, and baby. So the question is, does the self-driving car just continue on and run over these people? Or you do you divert the car in such a way that you run into a barrier of some kind and kill the animals on board? Are you prepared to make a judgment here? Yeah, I've I've got my answer already. The way I think about this or my decision making process is the four lives of the people are more valuable than the three cats and a dog. So I say save the people. Let the car hit the barrier. I, I I would agree with you. So that was my my intuition as well, is just drive that car into the thing, kill the animals. Sucks for them, but <laughs> the the baby the baby and the doctor are the two most morally significant actors in this scenario, I think, right? You've got a 
a doctor who's actively saving other people and improving their health. And then you've got a baby who's just an innocent baby. So I, I agree as well. The car should... I almost clicked the wrong one. Yeah, I, I saw <laughs> that. I was like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> the car should take action and divert and go into the barrier. So the next scenario, we have a vehicle with one male athlete, two female athletes, and one normal man. It's like average schlup. <laughs> and then walking through the intersection, we have one male athlete, two female athletes, and one average man. Okay. So the same. You basically have the same kind of people in the vehicle and walking through the crosswalk. There's a difference here. This is a crosswalk that does not have any signals. So this is just, you know, in a normal situation, I believe the vehicle is supposed to yield to the people walking through the intersection, right? But there's not a light explicitly saying when people should go and when the car has to stop. So the question here is, do you let the car just continue on and run over those people, or do you divert it and kill the people in the car? Now, it appears that the number of people that die in each scenario are a little different. Am I looking at that correctly? No, they're all they're all killed. Oh, they're all killed. All right. But then in the car, oh, they're, they're, they are all killed as well. Yeah. All right. So it's, it's all or nothing. Okay. Yeah, these situations are all all or nothing fatal. Okay. So there's no injuries or whatever. If for for the sake of simplicity, if the car continues on through the intersection, everybody in the intersection is killed. Yeah, and if the car swerves off to the side and runs into a barrier or a wall, everybody in the car is just assumed dead. Yeah. So this one the people are all the same. Yeah, what's the deciding factor? In my mind, this almost matters whose vehicle it is. <laughs> Okay, because if it's my vehicle that I purchase and has self-driving features and I'm one of the four people in that vehicle, I expect you to just mow down those people walking <laughs> through the intersection and save my life. I think the only situation under which this gets gray is if it's like a an, an Uber third party's vehicle, like an Uber or a Lyft, which yeah. is self-driving. Or if it's some kind of yeah, some kind of taxi or public transportation situation, then it becomes more of a fifty-fifty proposition of of who to favor. I think I'd agree with you there. If, if one of the the people in the car is the owner, then the decision is favored towards the owner. But if it's a taxi, then it becomes the decision of which is the least amount of pain, trouble, hassle, money. And that's a tough one. So if if the car hits the barrier, my assumption is the car is destroyed. But if it keeps going through, then <laughs> it carries on. So does that uh, now does that become the, the deciding factor? So if you're Uber, you would rather run over the people because at least the car is still okay. Because if you run into the barrier, okay, the way to look at it is if you run over those four people, the cost is four lawsuits. And potentially some cosmetic damage to the vehicle. Yeah. But if you run into the barrier, you've totaled a vehicle and you're looking at the same number of lawsuits. Yes. So just run the people over. Apparently. I mean that if if I have to pick if I have to make a decision, I think that's the way to go, because what else do you I, I think we've I think we've now justified it two different ways. Yeah. That you just run the people over. Yeah, it yeah, because if you're the driver uh, I don't know if you're the driver. If you if you're the if you are 
the owner of the car and you happen to be inside the car, then it's favored towards you. But then if you're even if a taxi, it still favors that way. With the assumption that if the car hits the barrier, it's destroyed and there's less damage going through the crosswalk. Yeah, so I think I think uh, we are in in alignment here that yeah. we just run the people over. Okay, so here we have an interesting one. There's actually a lot going on in this one. Yeah. Okay, so the vehicle in this scenario is completely empty. There's nobody riding in it. So presumably this self-driving vehicle is like going to pick someone up, has just dropped someone off. So for the time being, nobody in the vehicle. But here's the scenario is you have two different crosswalks. To the left, we have two women, a young girl, and an adult man. But they are jaywalking. They are walking through an intersection where they have a do not walk signal. On the right side, we have two elderly women, one adult woman, and one elderly man, but they are abiding the law and walking through the intersection while it's while the walk signal is active. So just to clarify, the people who are jaywalking, they're all they're all relatively young compared to the people who are abiding the law. So it's the same two two women, a girl. And a man, or then two elderly women, woman, and elderly man. So the old people are being the law crossing, but the younger people are disobeying the law. And now you now the deciding factor is whether not, whether to kill old or law-abiding citizens. Yeah, the way I see it, there's a woman on each side who cancels out. This this is like in math, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can cancel out a woman on each side. And that reduces to a man, a woman, and a young girl versus two old ladies and an old guy. Yeah. And then the difference being the younger people are breaking the law by walking through when they shouldn't be. So th- this question, in my mind, helps or is really asking who's more important, people who obey the law or age, right? It, yes. I will say, though, in that first in that first scenario, it was specifically stated that one of the people walking through the crosswalk was a known criminal. Yeah. Through whatever means that was determined. Mm. And these people are all just identified as pretty average citizens, just normal people, not explicitly criminals. So in my mind, even though they're breaking the law through walking when they shouldn't be walking, they don't have like serious criminal records. Yeah. That that's the that's an assumption that I'm making yeah. that this is like a minor because this is people jaywalk all the time, right? So this is a relatively minor offense, and I'm assuming that if they were the three adults who are jaywalking, if they were like more serious criminals, that would be stated. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. Even though jaywalking is considered against the law, I do it all the time. It's not a serious offense. It's it's something that is there to keep people safe. But that's not the reason for this test. And so, what do you what are you thinking on this one? I'll let you lead. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this this one, and all these all of these questions they don't make you. It doesn't. They don't give you like a really good feeling. You just you just kind of picking. So, in my mind, I'm justifying this in terms of a useful amount of life. I guess not to say that all people are useless, but 
their quality like their contribution to society they've already lived a, a life i guess and my thinking is that younger people may be more in terms of societal value because in this case they both they're all gonna die anyway so i say hit the old people isn't everybody gonna die anyways though uh, I, I guess yeah but <laughs> they'll die sooner they, rather than later yeah well so the other i guess what we what I maybe did not explicitly mention was, again, if it matters to you, if nothing, if there was no intervention, because we're assuming what's going on is this car is driving along and there's like a brake failure, mm-hmm. the car would proceed to run over the the group that's younger. Mm-hmm. It requires intervention on the vehicle's part to swerve and run into the older people. Yeah. So... In my mind, this is a really tricky one. I mean, it we're really is. on the third question, and I already feel kind of stuck because all else being equal, I would say run over the elderly people, and all else being equal, run over the people who are jaywalking. Yeah. And here we're putting those two things at odds with each other, and I feel a little bit stuck. But then also you're adding the... Intervention piece. The intervention aspect yeah. of swerving to run over the old people, and that feels like that's even a little extra... It feels greasy like this. It there's there's some bad feelings behind that. But if you have to pick one, how do you decide? What sort of uh, what's the priority? Yeah. So what's what's more important? Yeah. That that that's a really tough one. In in my mind, I put jaywalking low on the list. So if I to help to help get to a conclusion, I ignore the jaywalking and just say if if everybody is allowed to be in the crosswalk or you get you get what I'm saying. I'm, I'm removing that factor. So what if the people on the left were the same age? They were just adults, but they were criminals. If the people on the left... Okay. Yeah, just hypothetically. Yeah. If we got this same question, but it was three... So replace replace those the, the two women and the man with three criminals. So you have three criminals, a young girl on one side, who are all jaywalking, and then on the right side, you have four law-abiding people, three of whom are elderly. I think, then what do you do? I think I, uh, it, this goes back to the concept of who is adding the most value to society. And I'm going to say that the old people trump the criminals, so no intervention, let the car hit the criminals. Hmm. I guess I'm going to go ahead... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to save... Choose to save the younger folks in this situation. I'll, I'll go ahead and agree with you. I feel like I'm doing it begrudgingly. Oh yeah, none, yeah. Like I don't feel I don't feel very good about it. Like very strongly about this decision. But I, I will go ahead and spare the two women, one man, and the child, and uh, sentence the three elderly people and the the woman to death. Sorry. Yeah. The, oh, there's no good feelings behind that one. This is another empty car scenario. Nobody's in the car, and instead you have two crosswalks. Oh, I don't like this one. There are no signals. Like, there's like a yield yield situation. Everybody's free to walk over, so nobody's breaking the law. So in one intersection, there is a female athlete, two male athletes, and one average woman. In the other crosswalk, we have a woman, two men, and one large woman who's out of shape. So, 
So the obvious value judgment here is, are you favoring the athletes who are out, you know, presumably for a run or something like that? They're in good shape. They take care of themselves. And then in the other intersection, you have some average people and then a person who is overweight and has a kind of unhealthy lifestyle, I guess you would uh, you would assume. Well, from the writing, just say large woman, she could be just really, really tall. No, you know, you know what they mean. <laughs> I, I don't like this because just like the previous question, <laughs> this goes down to like the like human factors. I, I, I don't know how to quite describe it. But basically, is you're saying, okay, uh, uh, it gets into the, a little bit of a gray area and maybe the social dyna- uh, dynamics of things where people look up to athletes, uh, like you said, generally better shape and role models and then average people. So you could, if if I were to take this question and reframe it, hey, one side there's a bunch of beautiful people and the other side some ugly people. Yeah, that's... that's This is what is... Yeah. That might come up later. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't like this because, okay, put yourself in that in that scenario. If, you, if you're one of the pedestrians and the car is empty... And you happen to be on the side where there's the ugly people. Not to say that you're ugly, but there may be more. Like, there's someone out there who's in better shape, better looking than you are. Then the car picks that, that to spare that person. Okay. Well, again, once again, it's intervention that. that yes. That's. Oof. So as it currently stands, if the vehicle, if the brakes go out and the the vehicle doesn't do anything because it can't stop, it would run over the athletes. The three athletes and the the woman. The car has to actively steer into the three average people and the one large woman. So if that's something that matters to you, that's that's worth knowing. Yeah, I, I don't like the, once again, the active, uh, the intervention piece of it. I think in real life, I would want to like interview all of these people. <laughs> yeah. This one to me, I, it when well, when I think about the value to society, it's really difficult because even though someone can be average, you don't know what they're really doing. It doesn't give any hi- a highlight to like what type of job they're doing, personality wise. So the to to make the case of what's their value, I, I think this question doesn't provide enough information to make that decision. It's purely based on how. They look. Yeah, we, we've seen that it seems like some extremes are highlighted. So we saw an earlier question that had a criminal and there was a doctor. So I think particularly strong ones where people have a very positive or negative impact are sometimes highlighted. But yeah, I agree. It's almost like you want a full ranking of what they do profession-wise how actively involved are they in their community? Yeah, like all just all sorts of it, it's it's like a interview where you're interviewing for your life essentially is, is what you want to yeah give them. So for for me, I, I've I've made a decision, and I I think I think for for this question because I don't I don't know enough information about the individuals specifically the 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 part about the car actively maneuvering is what I don't like. So if it has to hit something, just go ahead, you know, don't steer away. 
So you want to run over the three athletes and the, the woman? Yeah. The way I'm interpreting this question, on either side, you've got two males and two females. Uh, the assumption is that they're roughly the same age. They, I'm, I'm saying they maybe contribute to society in the same ways or in equal amounts, but in different ways. And the part that I'm, I'm, I'm choosing is no intervention. Yeah. I mean, I, I really can't disagree with anything that you're saying is the yeah. thing. Uh, once again, this is another one that I just don't feel good about, but none of these I feel good about. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go ahead and, uh, I'll, I'll agree. And we'll, we'll choose the non-intervention path here and run over the athletes. In this scenario, the car has two dogs and two cats and the brakes go out. And if the car does not swerve, it will get into a crash and kill all of the animals on board, the two dogs and the two cats. Okay. Or the vehicle can swerve to avoid the accident and go through the intersection. But if it does, it will run over two dogs and two cats that are walking through the pedestrian crossing. So in both scenarios, you have two dogs and two cats dying. But it's essentially a question of intervention here, right? So do you protect the animals that are in the vehicle by swerving to run over the animals? Or do you let the vehicle just proceed into the barrier and kill all of the onboard animals? I think we, we've had a question similar to this, and it, it, it comes down to who's the owner of this self-driving car? <laughs> I'm not saying that with one of the animals inside is the owner, but if, if, my, if I take my dog or my two dogs and two cats and I'm sending them somewhere and I use my own self-driving car, I feel like that car should be optimized to protect the animals inside. Right. Then in, in both in both scenarios, two dogs and two cats die. But then the... So negating that piece, because they cancel each other out, it's the damage of the, the car. And I, I assume that going through... Uh, maneuvering around the barrier causes less damage to the car. Another interesting piece here... And, I'm waiting for this day to, to happen is where dogs and cats can roam the street freely without needing people around to walk them. And they know when, when and when to cross the roads. Well, yeah. So that is an angle that I, I thought about and looking at the picture was, so you have four animals that are in a self-driving vehicle, which I think assumes that their wealthy owners, you know, are paying for them to go to like animal daycare or, you know, some autonomous park or something, you know, what, what is the situation in which you're sending for, for animals in a self-driving car on their own? And meanwhile, you've got four animals walking through a crosswalk with no people around. Are these just like strays or, you know, what's their deal? I think that... maybe they're, maybe they're on their way walking to school or something. Who knows? This is not, this is not stated. Maybe this is a, a, a universe where there's no people at all. And the dogs They've evolved and now rule the world, and there's no there's no people around. That may be taking some liberties. I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. 
I mean, the thing is, we don't, I guess we can only work with what we know for sure, right? That's explicitly stated. Yeah, and yeah. all that we know is two dogs, two cats. You don't know who their owners are, what their situation is. That's all the information that you're given. So I agree that, I mean, from the perspective of the vehicle, I would, as the owner of the vehicle, I would not want to damage the vehicle. And also as the person paying to ship my pets somewhere, I would do that with the expectation that the vehicle would be protecting them. Mm -hmm. So I guess I, I think I would side with intervention in this case and running over the animals in the crosswalk is where I'm heading. Are, are we on the same page here? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I, I, I choose the same thing. Okay. In the next scenario, we have a vehicle who, if there's no intervention, will kill two elderly men and one male athlete who is on board the, the vehicle. Or the vehicle can swerve and run over two elderly women and one female athlete. So two elderly men and an athletic man versus two elderly women and an athletic woman, that kind of reduces out in terms of their contributions, so to speak. So that's kind of a men versus women thing. And then also you have the intervention angle. This is what I'm seeing. I don't like this. <laughs> what, what upsets me is, okay, number one, it took a painfully long amount of time to even get set up to record and we we jumped through a bunch of hoops and technical issues in order to get the same amount of questions and the questions aren't even fun well if it if it if this helps this is a like a legit data collection project from <laughs> MIT where they are legitimately trying to gather information on people's moral opinions to potentially used to train artificial agents in the future, things like vehicles. You should take it seriously because this is, you know, this could one day this could be you walking across the street with an elderly man and a criminal and uh, a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I don't like the idea of self-driving cars because I enjoy driving. I don't want to just sit there while a car just takes the fun part away from me. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing. Basically, this question to me is, okay, it, it seems kind of sexist. So you're, you're trying to say, do you value There's nothing men? sexist about the question. I mean, you got to kill the people in the, the vehicle are, are going to have to die or the people in the crosswalk are going to have to die. The, the question can't be sexist. It's just, it's just stating here's a, here's a moral dilemma. Yeah, I guess what I meant is, do you value the, the male or human, male or female more but uh, yeah, the, the, the piece about but there, intervention but also there's the intervention yeah that's the this really gets so if i ignore the the fact about their sex you have two older people and one athlete and then there's the intervention piece i think this in my opinion the this comes down to if the if the car is meant to be optimized to protect the people inside it then it should swerve and not hit the barrier. So if I have to pick, I'm going to pick that the the two elderly women and one female athlete die. So what you're saying is you want to run over the women and save the men. I'm saying if, I, if I'm the car and I get to pick what happens, I'm not going to run straight into a barrier. I'm going to avoid the barrier. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, from the perspective of the people in the vehicle, I'm envisioning myself as the person in the vehicle in these scenarios, for better or for worse. I don't know, maybe. Well, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at this as the, the, the questions are asking, what should the car do? And I say, well, if I'm the car, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to damage myself or my contents because my job is to get these people from point A to point B. Well, I guess this whole time we've neglected. Uh, so we know that the vehicle is self-driving, but uh, maybe the maybe the vehicle has feelings. You know, like what's? <laughs> you know, maybe. I think if that's the vehicle. The if the vehicle, uh, what if? I, I guess we're assuming that this is a vehicle which is self-driving but not self-aware. Because if, if the vehicle is self-aware, this that could change a lot of things. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and agree. I uh, I say the vehicle intervenes to protect the vehicle and runs over the two elderly women and female athlete. Well, what, one more thing to consider here in this in, in this scenario where I'm I'm trying to look at it from a different point of view because okay the question really is really asking what's more important the female lives or the male lives? Not totally though. It re- it's asking that and the. I think the purpose, if I put on my scientist hat here, right, these questions are trying to control certain variables to negate them and then really ask people to confront one variable to another. And in this case, I think it really is asking people what's more important, the the gender or the intervention piece. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I understand. Because really, in, in my opinion, one's not more important than the other. In, in this scenario, it's the it's the intervention, and that's why that's why I I see I say that I'm going to look at this from the cause decision process. Yeah, so so you are saying that intervention is more important of a variable to you than the gender of the of the people involved. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's correct. Because I mean, you could represent all of this basically mathematically like first of all you could rank the variables so you could say the most important thing is intervention and then below that is like the number of people so you optimize for killing the fewest number of people and then below that you can optimize for the type of people whether age or what they do or whatever that is but then the other thing you would have to do is kind of say like how many how many elderly people are worth a baby right <laughs> Yeah, you. So if you, if you assign a numerical, killing, yeah, yeah, killing like 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 one baby is morally equivalent to like how many elderly people? Three, four, five. If I have to choose between killing a baby or a thousand elderly people, I think I'd kill the baby, right? Because yeah, yeah. a thousand people—that's an awful lot of people. But if you're talking one elderly person versus one baby, I'd say save the baby. There's some there's some crossover point, and I don't know what that is. Yeah, you're you're correct. Another way to look at this question is if you flip the gender, meaning the the three women are inside the car, the car requires intervention, and the three men are walking across the street. I still say the maneuver happens from the car's perspective. Yeah, I'll I'll agree. I I do think I think what we're gonna find out at the end here is that the intervention aspect is important to us because we're thinking about this as people in the vehicle with that kind of frame of mind. Oh, we have a new have a new characteristic here introduced. We have a self-driving vehicle 
with a a dog and a, a boy, a young boy and a young boy and his dog. Say, and they are in a vehicle, self driving vehicle. The brakes go out, and if there's no intervention, this car will run over another young boy and a dog, as well as a pregnant woman. Also worth noting is that those the dog, the boy, and the pregnant woman are walking through an intersection where they have the right of way. It's a green, a green light for them. They have the walk signal, so the car should be coming to a stop. So, does the vehicle run over the the boy, the dog, and the pregnant woman, or does it veer off and crash and kill the boy and dog passenger? Is the question. And I know you don't like this because. You want to protect the people in the vehicle, but in this scenario, protecting the dog and the boy in the vehicle ends up like the net, the net result. You know, you can cancel out a boy and a dog and that leaves you with uh, one dead pregnant woman who you ran over as an act of protecting the people in the car. Yeah, I, I, I've made a, a decision. And Already? I'll, yeah. I'll say I, that... I haven't even made a decision. Okay, I, I, I'm there already. Well, okay, so try and convince me one way or another then. Okay, give yeah. Me, give me your... Here's my thoughts. Well, I'll, I'll say this again. None of these questions are, are good, meaning... <laughs> I think this... you've said that like a dozen times already. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is totally not <laughs> how I, I expected this to go. Uh, well, what were you expecting when I, when I, I told you about this? I thought this? like, you know, something fun where we'd be able to... <laughs> de-stress and chat about and learn something well i, I guess we are doing all that but it, it gives me an like an icky feeling in reality i'm really not killing anybody so there we go in a way you might be again because your data is feeding into a data set that might inform the life or death decisions used in the future so no pressure but well this this you you are you are selecting the answers so I, i'm i'm mainly, i'm mainly giving you my opinion and you you can choose to do what you will with that information. I'm just sharing my thoughts. So to restate this, the, uh, to restate this problem, you're deciding whether or not to kill a pregnant lady by not doing anything or intervening and then killing the passenger. So from the perspective of the car, I think I think it it should uh, taking into account optimizing to keep the passengers safe. My my vote is to intervene and hit the barrier because I rank the pregnant woman as higher value because either way, a dog and a boy is going to die. So negating those two pieces, then it becomes to a damaged car or a dead pregnant woman. And I say, damaged car. I feel like you're slightly contradicting your yourself like with the previous answer, though. Okay. The boy and the dog, I don't think just cancel out one-to-one because that was like the exact last question, wasn't it? Or or one of the previous ones is you have basically the same people in the vehicle as in the crosswalk. And you decided that it makes sense to protect the people in the vehicle. Yeah. So here, I don't think it's quite as simple. Like if, if you're keeping that frame of mind... I don't think that it's quite as simple as, as saying, well, the boy and the dog just cancel out one-to-one and you're left with uh, the pregnant woman. From from, the, from that piece, yeah, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is if, if I 
if the, the to, for me the pregnant woman swings the vote and requires the intervention what if it was a criminal not a pregnant woman hmm. but a criminal so you're still killing one more person you're killing three people versus two people but that extra person is uh, a known criminal hmm yeah, I think I think uh, I think I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and not intervene and kill the criminal because in my mind the 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 criminal is I really don't like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll still kill the criminal even though it's one more life. So the I, I need a name for like the I don't know what to call this like passenger favoritism or something. We, we, it's like we need we need a we need a, a lingo term for wanting to favor the people in the vehicle and protect them. So the whatever that is, the passenger favoritism of one boy and one dog is greater than the value of a criminal. Yeah, and once again, I th- I think I'm I'm trying to take into account the cause perspective, and the question I'm asking myself is, if I'm the car. And I've got to hit someone or self-destruct, which ranks higher priority. And I think the criminal doesn't meet that threshold, but the pregnant lady does. I don't know what the rate, like if I, if I use your analogy of there's one pregnant woman or a thousand criminals, that's, uh, I don't know what the ratio is of pregnant woman to criminals because they're still, it's still life. I don't, I don't know what they've done to be a criminal. So I've heard you say a couple of times that you're doing this from the perspective of the vehicle. And so there's a, there's this slight bias towards protecting the people in the vehicle. But what if, because I, I, I think we've been thinking about this in terms of one of the passengers in the vehicle either owns the vehicle or the vehicle is owned by a private company like Uber or Lyft or some self-driving car company of the future. But what about, I mean, do you think your frame of mind would change if this was public transportation? Like, say that this was, like, in the future, we're going to get rid of buses and trains and stuff like that. Or, or maybe not even get rid of them, but just supplement them with a bunch of taxpayer-owned self-driving vehicles that people can hail. So these are not owned by private companies. They're, they're, it's, like a, it's like a public bus, right? And so... You know, the people in the crosswalk are taxpayers just as much as the people in the vehicle. And it's kind of a community, municipality-owned thing. Do you feel like that changes your opinion at all? By that explanation that you just given, one boy in the car is equal to one boy in the crosswalk, right? If you're saying they're both taxpaying citizens, like they, they are truly equal. And now the question is, do you intervene or not? Does the car intervene or not? There has to be another layer to get to a decision, because if they're equal, because I the way the way I think self-driving cars will work is if they have a set of rules and prioritize using uh, values, and this program solves and it just picks the value with the like the lowest cost, and if you're looking at a boy inside the car or a passenger or a boy in the street, they have the same value. So what does the car do if it, if it encounters a situation where either scenario is equal? What What is the tiebreaker there? 
does it just do nothing like the default is do nothing or does it default to intervene that i don't know well i still say in, in for this particular question i say intervene save the, pre- the the pregnant lady this is this is tough for me because the canceling out thing again i it doesn't i i know i i was saying hey i don't think you're right about the canceling out of the boy and the dog and i i feel that as well because because well, let's say I don't think that this question is equivalent to you have an empty vehicle heading towards a crosswalk with a pregnant woman in it. Yeah. Right? It's not the same. Mm -mm. That's not the same. Because in that case, it'd be obvious. Just have the car swerve off to the side and and total the car and save the pregnant woman. That That feels completely different than this. Even though you've got a dog and a boy in the crosswalk and in the car that quote unquote cancel themselves out. It's, it feels totally different. And I'm still thinking, I guess what I'm unconvinced about is I'm thinking about the vehicle and I'm saying either I own the vehicle or I'm, I'm paying the company who owns the vehicle to like, take my boy and my, like take my son or maybe maybe this is maybe I'm getting too emotionally involved here. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking about this as maybe that's my problem here. I'm thinking about it as like, all right, so I'm I'm sending my son and his dog off to like go play at the park or something, mm-hmm. right? And that's not my son or my pregnant wife or anybody who I know in the in the crosswalk. And I'm saying save my son, right? Yeah. As the person sending them off in a vehicle, that's that's what I care about. You yeah, know, your preference and, is to keep the passengers safe. But from a completely neutral, like, outsider perspective, if I was somehow not involved in this situation in any way, and yet somehow controlling the outcome, I would want to save the pregnant woman. Yeah. So this is what's breaking my brain here. Is I, I, It's like I don't even know what... My my decision process is similar to yours, but when I say if I'm, if I'm not directly involved, I have no affiliation with the car or either... Uh, the passengers or the folks in the crosswalk, I look at it as like simplifying the statement saying you've got one boy, one dog. In either case, they're the same numerical values. Basically, I'm negating the bias towards keeping the passengers safe or setting that to zero. And then it then it becomes save the pregnant lady or not. I guess that if we're think if we're really thinking about this from like a meta perspective. So we are feeding data into a MIT database that could potentially be used to train real vehicles in real life in the future that would influence our lives. We are theoretically just as likely to be in the vehicle as in the crosswalk. Yep. So that's an argument for saving the pregnant woman and thinking about this in a not from the perspective of the people just in the vehicle. Because we could we could just as likely be in the crosswalk in this future scenario as in the vehicle. So I guess that's the debate here is do I think about it in like this meta level of this database and maybe in the future I'll be in the crosswalk versus projecting myself onto, you know, being the person who owns the car or is hailing the car. I feel like I want to have a discussion with the people who set this up. Well, what I think, what I think, ask them these questions. What I think could happen in the future of, of, actually having self-driving cars is each manufacturer may have a different set of algorithms that that determine the outcome and what if you could you could program or adjust the 
the preference to keep the passengers safe. Well, okay, so I, I, I have not mentioned this yet, but I think it was Mercedes. It was some luxury vehicle manufacturer. I think it was Mercedes-Benz has already come out and said that any self-driving Mercedes that they release in the future is going to protect the passengers no matter what. <laughs> if you're paying for a self-driving Mercedes, we're protecting you. Yeah. I don't care how many people we need to run over. We're optimizing for protecting the passengers. Yeah. Which, as a person, as a person buying a vehicle, I agree with, right? I, I, I want to be protected. Because if you, if, if you're driving the car itself, I think you're already as a driver right now. You are doing, you're making decisions to protect yourself. Yes, right. I think, I think this is officially the longest that it's taken for a question at this point. I don't and like I still this, don't, man. I, I still feel kind of stuck. Yeah. I. I <sighs> Uh, honestly, if I'm going with my gut, I'm going with protect the people in the vehicle. But then it feels like that almost becomes a trump card. Yep. Because if I'm saying I'm protecting the people in the vehicle in this scenario, where then every scenario you're doing that, then then it feels like in every scenario it's just protect the people in the vehicle. No matter uh, even if there's if intervention requires protect the people, then you you choose that. Even if no intervention protects the people, you're still doing that. I mean, have we answered a question so far that contradicts that? Yeah, none of this is good. Because now I'm even now I'm even thinking about so we've we've almost exclusively just talked about the people. But again, it's worth stating if if the if the car did not intervene in any way, it would continue on and run over the lady. You know and what the, the dog and boy. It, it's it's interesting because none of the other scenarios had a pregnant lady. This is the first pregnant lady appearance, yeah. Society treats pregnant woman differently yeah uh, rightfully so i think yeah you're carrying another life there's that piece so this this question is trying to understand okay how we we all agree that the there's higher value for a pregnant woman and this question is saying how much does it negate or, or offset the preference to keep the passengers safe so here's what might tip my hand Again, I'm trying to look at the details here, which almost feels like I'm trying to cheat my way out of this, out of, out of having to make having to make the hard decision. And I'm looking again at the crosswalk light. And the dog boy and pregnant woman have the right of way. The signal is going saying they should walk, which tells me that the car has a red light right now. And so the vehicle... If it was allowed to just continue on through the intersection and run over the pregnant woman, the boy and the woman, or I'm sorry, the pregnant woman, the boy and the dog, they would also be breaking the law in terms of they'd be running a red light mm. and passing through an intersection that they didn't have the right of way. And I feel like something about that, about the aspect of the vehicle is explicitly kind of like going to break the law in terms of running a red light and running people over. I understand that it's not a per there's not like breaking the law on purpose. It's the fact that the car, like the brakes go out. But I still feel like something about that maybe tips the scale. And I'm going to think about this in that meta way of the whole system and not just from the perspective of the person in the vehicle. So I think I am going to say intervene, crash the car, and save the boy, dog, and pregnant woman, which is what you said. But I feel like I'm arriving there in a sneakier way. Because if there was no crosswalk signal here, 
I feel still undecided. <laughs> of no intervention? Of, of I don't know. I don't okay. know. No, there's no there's no good. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and, and do this, though, and not feel great about it. Oh, geez, I have to read the description. Oh, God. Yeah. This keeps getting... <laughs> oh, no. What? New character? Oh, <laughs> uh. uh, okay. Okay, so... You have your vehicle, the self-driving vehicle. The brakes go out. The vehicle is heading towards a intersection with people in it. So if there's no intervention, people will get run over. So in the vehicle, we have a woman, a female executive, and a man. And walking through the crosswalk, we have two homeless people and a woman. And it's worth noting that the homeless people and the woman are jaywalking. So to kind of restate that again, the non-intervention path, the vehicle with the woman, man, and female executive will run over the two homeless people and the woman. The intervention path involves crashing the vehicle with the woman, female, executive, and man, and sparing the two homeless people and the woman. And I can already see you cringing. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this, man. This is not good. This feels pretty obvious to me, though. Yeah. See, I've already decided on this one. I, I, I've decided as well. Uh, the fact that the people who are walking across the street are doing so illegally, taking into account the intervention piece, keeping the passengers safe, and the pedestrian background versus the passenger background. Sorry, pedestrians gotta die. No intervention. Keep going. See, I actually feel like we lucked out on this question. And that this is one of the easier ones, because we don't have to make moral judgments about the value of homeless people versus people like executives in this one. Because in my mind, that that's irrelevant. The people, you could just tell me there are three people in the car, three people in the crosswalk, and I would say run run over the people in the crosswalk. Because not only are they they're, they're jaywalking, so the car presumably has a green light, right? The car is the right of way. They shouldn't be in the crosswalk. And that's kind of what... Fate, you know, fate <laughs> and air quotes here um, is, is kind of deciding in that that's the non-intervention path of like the vehicles already heading that way. Plus, I, I do I, I am I still can't shake this bias of wanting to protect the people in the vehicle for like reasons of thinking of myself as being them. So I'm saying this is pretty easy. You just run over the homeless people and the the average woman. I don't know this level of detail on traffic law. But isn't it the law to, if you do see someone in the crosswalk, to stop? Or is that only in certain areas? I think even if they are jaywalking, you are supposed to yield to them. I think the rub is that if someone's just randomly jaywalking, like when they should not be walking, I think it can be difficult to prove that you saw them in time and like noticed them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I think you're right that the vehicle should always yield to the pedestrians legally. But I also think that the counter argument to that is if someone's walking like in this scenario, they're at least walking through a crosswalk still, like presumably at an intersection. So even though they, 
a vehicle has the right of way, the vehicle should be more aware of the fact that somebody could walk there, even if they're not supposed to. But like in a situation which I saw in Atlanta, a bunch where you know occasionally somebody was like run through the road where there's no crosswalk, I, I feel like it's more understandable to hit those people on accident because it's like you're not expecting somebody to just all of a sudden run out in front of you. Mm. I don't know, man. My mind's let's let's just let's just do this. Yep. I think that's this is an dead. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I feel the need to apologize whenever in, I click. In every in every scenario, every question is like, well, sorry, you gotta die. All right. Next question. We have a empty vehicle. So the vehicle is on its way to go pick somebody up. Nobody's riding in it currently. The brakes go out and the vehicle is heading towards a intersection with a female executive, a woman, and a man, and they have the right of way. They have a green light to walk through the intersection. Alternatively, the vehicle can swerve and run over a woman and two homeless people who are jaywalking. So I believe this is the same cast of characters as the previous example, except the people in the vehicle are now walking through a crosswalk. So I guess what for me, this is pitting intervention versus jaywalking. Yeah. Because the non-intervention path is running over the executive and then the man and woman who are, who are legally allowed to walk through the intersection. And inter- intervening involves running over the two homeless people and the woman who are jaywalking. So I, get, I think I've already decided... But I've created an alternative version of this, which is more hard. I've decided as well. I think the vehicle should swerve and run over the homeless people and the woman who are jaywalking. Yeah. The harder question and the more uncomfortable one would be if it was the homeless people that were walking when they should. Basically switch the homeless people and the other people, but the executive. I think that that's, that's a, a more one. uncomfortable situation. Yeah, that's a tough one. Luckily, that's not a question yet. Yeah, fortunately, that's not the question we were asked, so who cares? So <laughs> Don't worry about it. Swerve. And Swerve, take out on. the lawbreakers. Yeah. This is actually going to make me think twice about jaywalking now, because <laughs> what if what if there's already a self-driving car out there in, like, beta testing? There are. All right, next question. This was this was not this is not good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I forgot to apologize to the homeless people before we ran them over. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll apologize to you for making you do this. <laughs> All right. So we have another another empty car situation. There's a empty self-driving vehicle, the brakes go out, and it's going to run over a male athlete and a average man who are both jaywalking or the vehicle can swerve and run over a female athlete and a woman who are have the legal right of way i think this is obvious to me. yeah jaywalkers yeah you run over go. the jaywalkers <laughs> they are jaywalking and it is also what uh, fate has decided cuz they were already the vehicle was already heading towards them anyways and to actively swerve to run over people who are in the right of way seems kind of nuts. If the car had somebody in it, then I think the intervention piece would have more of a play. But in this case, yeah, it 
But having somebody in the vehicle in this situation doesn't matter at all. They're just along for the ride. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, they they, they don't die, yeah. What would be more interesting... Okay, so say you had a little boy in the car. And on the left, one of those guys was the little boy's dad. <laughs> no, and no. on the right... No, 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 no. no. And on the right... And on the right is the athlete and the woman. Uh-uh. Just, so kill, just kill the there's people a little boy. There's a, no, no, no. <laughs> there's a little boy in the car. And you have to choose between... The little boy being in the car while the car runs over his jaywalking dad or running over an innocent <laughs> No, I don't like this one. Oh, that's not good. Just run over the, I should, the I should, I, They should hire me to come up with these. <laughs> I think I would do a better job. <laughs> All right. Once again, that's not the question we were asked. Uh, this this is the one we were. So, sorry, male athlete and man. OJ walking. All right. Another empty car one. We're on a, we're on a streak here. So, okay. So there are no traffic signals. This is just a crosswalk. It's one where you just everybody kind of has to yield and watch out. Nobody has explicitly you know the right of way signaled by a light. So you have the empty car, it's traveling down the road, and if you do not intervene, the, the car is going to run over one large man, which we're, we're saying has been one out-of-shape person, right? Alternatively, the vehicle can swerve and run over a large man, a female doctor, a baby, and a female executive. So to me, this feels like a softball question. The large man's done. Yeah. You run over the one large guy. Why would you go out of your way to run over a baby and a doctor and an extra woman? Like you intervene to add more problems to it. Yeah. No, that that's the easy one. This, you know what this feels like to me? I think that this question might have an ulterior motive, which is, I think this question might be testing for like sadistic people, like psychopaths. And then if somebody chooses... To run over all those extra people, you just throw out all this data from their questionnaire. You know what I mean? Okay. From an MIT researcher perspective, this is almost like a control question. Like, is the person who's taking this test insane? And if they decide they want to run over all these extra people, then I am not including the rest of their answers in my data set of trying to figure out what's the best thing to do. Yeah, Not only the running, but to intervene and... Is to perform an action, because even I, I, I think that taking this one step further, even if the large man had the right of way and the four people, there's the baby, the the doctor, the athletes, athlete, no executive, and and large man were jaywalking. I still think, well, maybe maybe the large man has has to go because this is just one large man instead of four people. I I, I agree. That's that's a little. That, that's at least a little trickier. But this, to me, I think is the easiest question that we've had to take so far. So I'll just run this guy over. And I'm not even going to say I'm sorry. <laughs> this one, because that's so obvious. <laughs> this is a pretty simple one. It's an empty vehicle. There are no signals for the crosswalk. 
If you don't intervene, the vehicle is going to run over a woman. If the car swerves, it'll run over an old lady. So this is exactly pitting intervention against age. Like what's more important morally saving the younger person who has so many more years to live versus actively swerving to run over the old lady. Bye old lady. <laughs> I can tell you are really, really conflicted about this one. Oh no. So it, it, I, I like how some of the questions gives you a lot of more, a lot more detail on the person, like athlete, executive, doctor, and some of them, those details aren't provided either because they're irrelevant or it's not the main focus. But if, let's say the elderly woman had like a different background and instead of just a regular woman, it was a homeless woman, then what? Would you intervene and still save the younger homeless woman over the old lady? That's a tough one. But ignoring the fact ignoring all those details and you're purely going on who's lived and who would be more okay with being dead. The young lady may, you could, you could argue that she has more potential and hasn't really lived a life. So yeah, save her. I think you could also make the argument that this woman watching an old lady get run over right in front of her because the car swerved to actively run over the old lady and save her life is the kind of thing that might make you want to live with a little more purpose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we get a bonus here in that after this near-death experience where her life was spared to kill someone else, maybe she lives with, like, she goes on to do great things with her life because she feels like she owes a debt. What if she's traumatized by it and then... That's another option, yeah. Develops some substance abuse issues and then... A crippling up... survivor... Yeah. Uh, what what's that called? I don't know. I don't like it either. This is, this is no good. You know what's what's weird is I feel like having just these two people has really has made it more difficult in the sense that I feel like it really emphasizes the griminess of swerving to run somebody over. Yeah. Because in these previous situations, there's been so many extra people that I almost it's almost like somehow it's been. It, it's somehow it's like disguised quite how egregious it is to to steer your go out of your way to run somebody over who you weren't going to run over mm -hmm. but when it's just these two people just a woman and then an old lady like swerving to run over that one old lady feels so Icky. bad yeah it does. yeah for the sake of moving on i i think i'd, I'd stick with my original answer but the more I think about it, the more conflicted I feel. I feel, and I could I could go either way here, and because I'm so, like on the line, I I could talk myself into either either option, so it's almost like a a roll, a roll of the dice and saying, oh well, bio lady, sorry. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye to her as well. All right, so this is the last question on our on our test. Thank goodness. Another empty vehicle, it, with no intervention, the vehicle will run over two male athletes and a male executive who are all law-abiding. They're walking through a crosswalk where they have the right-of-way. If the vehicle swerves, it will run over 
one female athlete and one female executive who are jaywalking. I feel like I know what to do. Yeah, I think I think I think so too. To be consistent with our previous discussions about jaywalking intervention and then just sheer number of lives killing the the two versus three is my 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 choice. I agree. Um I'm glad we were able to end on an easy one. Based on that alone, I think that's that's reasonable even if both sets of the, or both both sides of the street were legal crossings for the pedestrians i still say you pick the two to die versus the three would you, okay so we've just finished the test and now we've been asked would you like to help us better understand your judgment disclaimer these summaries are based on your judgment of a limited number of randomly generated scenarios to help us keep the survey short therefore these results are not definitive feel free to retake the survey to see how many to see how your results may vary our goal is not to judge anyone, but to help the public reflect on important and difficult decisions. For fun here, do you want to close this out by having us each make a scenario in secret and then giving it to the other person? What do you oh, think about that? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. So we have all the options here. Legal complications, the, num the, the number of people, what kind of people. I don't know that I could come up with anything as good as that that boy running his mom over, his dad over. Yeah, <laughs> but can you be that that specific and say... No, you can't be that specific. That's what I'm saying is <laughs> I'm not going to be able to beat that because I don't have that as an option. Okay, I've, I've got mine, mine all done. It's relatively simple. For Greg. Nice title. <laughs> so the vehicle has a little boy in it and... The vehicle is currently heading towards a group of five homeless people who are all walking through the crosswalk legally. So the decision is do not intervene and let the car with the little boy in it run over the five homeless people who are obeying the law or swerve the vehicle, crash the car, kill the little boy and save the five homeless people. Just initial impressions, five to one is a pretty big, that's a big difference. Yeah. That, that's, that's, we're talking about a, a pretty big net loss of life with, with four people. Uh, the homeless people have the legal right of way going for them. They have intervention going against them. My gut feeling here is... As, as we've said before, I, I do have this bias towards wanting to protect the person in the car. And also, you're putting me in a bad spot here with the homeless people. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is my, designed my, my gut, specifically if, for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I go with just my gut feel, like trying, like not even really trying to analyze everything and justify it, my gut feeling would be just save that little boy and just run over all those homeless people. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> uh, this the, this particular scenario, I think, is highly unlikely because I've never seen. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's unlikely. Don't try and squirm out of that by saying it's unlikely. All of these scenarios are quote unquote unlike. What would so? What would you do? Which of these would you pick? It once again, it's very very icky. If I if I ignore the homeless issue, which I I, I now now I'm, I'm I'm talking myself into 
into one decision or another. But I think I'll say, well, one life is arguably less valuable than five or, or four, the, the delta between them. So I say swerve and then kill the little boy and say... But if we're... If we're talking about... <laughs> so you, so are you picking the opposite? You're, you're saying yeah, kill the boy? I'm saying kill the little boy. So here's how I'm going to argue this. We've talked about this from two different perspectives. The vehicle perspective and the meta society level perspe- perspective. From the vehicle perspective, yeah, you just run over the homeless people, whatever. You're protecting the little boy in the car. From the societal perspective, even though, I I think you could make the argument of taking out the homeless people. If you're talking about net contribution to society and the economy and everything, you've got five people who are kind of a... Maybe I should just stop. <laughs> this, this one all, is, all I'll is, say is really bad. Si- this is I think really you bad. Could make, I think you could make the societal argument as well, the protecting the, the boy who still has potential to grow into a high impact something positive contributor considering that that both ways i think you could make the argument i i I still i still i'm going to stick with my original decision of running over the homeless people and you should feel ashamed for asking me this question yeah this is this is this is my way of getting back at you for doing this whole exercise i hope everyone listening enjoyed this episode which was a bit different than the ones that we've done in the past. Uh, if you have any feedback on on this episode and, you know, did you like it better than normal, worse than normal, you can go ahead and send us a message through the website, perfectlyreasonable.fm. Um, and please follow the link and take these very difficult tests for yourself and create your own challenging uh, moral dilemmas. Well, I, th- I think what would be interesting is if you create something, send it to the perfectly reasonable chip page, and we'll we'll take a stab at discussing which is the best. Yes, that would actually be brilliant. If any of the if we get enough people, enough listeners creating their own uh, scenarios, maybe we'll go through them or at least pick out some of our favorites or hardest for us to decide on. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop recording because this is almost n- nearly three hours. Yeah, this was, this was, what a disaster. There's a problem with our plan in taking the test together. And that's the assumption that we both get the same questions. Oh no, you don't have this, you don't have the same question. (laughs) I no, thought they I were don't. always the same question. Maybe maybe it's best if, if we can just take it on yours instead of FaceTime audio, let's just FaceTime and then if you can point the camera to the screen then we can look at the same thing. Or if there's some way to share screens, I I, I don't know how to do that. I'll I'll, 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 do, I'll do sideways to get the full. <laughs> this is Can you see? (laughs) Oh boy, this is nonsense. Yeah. I'd have to hold it like this the whole time. Oh man. Hold on. There's there's gotta be a What's uh (laughs) What was the what's the name of that one website?
Um, none of these, none, they all, they all seem to make you want to sign up. What about, uh, my nemesis, Google, the hangouts, does that support screen sharing? Google hangouts? I don't know what the hell that is. Oh, you want me to install a plugin now? <sighs> well, guess what? If you had a Mac, we could do it because it's built into Macs. Well, if you had a, never mind. Yeah, that, that, that's that's right. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm trying to be productive here. Are you just signing up for one? No, uh, I I found one that I'm I'm seeing if this this actually works. So I'm, I'm trying to share my screen with you. It's telling me that it's incompatible with uh, Safari. So oh I get my it. god! I think I have Firefox installed. <laughs> I think I'm in. Am I not? I have no idea. What can you see? Well, I would share my screen with you, but. I mean, you, you can just tell me what you see. I'm, uh, it says invite participants. I don't see you or anything. You don't see me uh, moving the mouse or anything? No, I just see... It looks like I'm the only one in the chat. It It is an option, apparently, for the Mac version of FaceTime. So if, if, I, if, I, if I switch to FaceTiming you through my Mac, I think screen, screen sharing is an option. Let's do that. Hopefully it'll work even though you're going to be on a phone. So I see the option in messages to invite to a screen sharing session. But I think I think the fact that you're on a phone is why it doesn't work. You have you both have to be on a Mac. Well, now I'm going to hang up on you again and call you back from my phone. I wonder what happens if I try to FaceTime you from my phone while we're already FaceTiming on my computer. I've never tried this. I just switched. That's pretty nice, though, the fact that it just switched. Do I need to... So if you if you send me this Zoom thing, is this something I'm going to have to sign up for? Yeah, you have to sign up for it. Geez. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I hate having to sign up for these things, and then oh. they send you emails all the time, and they... I forgot my password, so I'm doing that, that whole thing. Oh, my thing. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it looks like, oh, even though I have the app, I didn't create an account. Okay, so it looks like you'll have to sign up with Zoom if we want to use that. Do you, do you have a Discord? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I'd re- I've been meaning to sign up for that anyways. You'd rather do that? I'd rather, okay. let's, let's try to do that, and I'll I'll sign up for that. Because at least then I'll be signed up for something I actually want. I clicked on the link to verify my email with them. And, and then it's like, all right, now we need to verify that you're a human being. Select all of the images with a storefront. Oh. This is the hardest one. Some of these, I'm not even sure if it's a storefront. It says you can add a friend with their Discord tag. Oh, I need your username also. Oh, it's bruh boy with an I. Say that again. <laughs> it's B R U H B O I. Yes. Wow. Can you do screen sharing? 
I just saw a thing that said yes. Alright. We're on a call now, I guess. Settings. Video and screen share are not supported in this browser. Please download our son of a... (laughs) Hold on. I guess I'll download the... The app. But if we're back to using the app, it defeats the purpose. Of, uh, the, the the purpose. No, no. There's a Mac app. Yeah, I don't see anything about. Oh, I just I, I just turned I just turned it on. Oh, now we've got an echo. Mute mute your computer. How? Oh, there we go. Did that work? Yes. Yes. No. I still hear an echo. Do you see anything? I'm sharing my screen now. Okay, I I don't see anything. If I go to user settings as I'm looking around, it, it's showing that I don't have the... I need to... Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, No, it, it's up. It's it's installing the app. <sighs> oh, look at that! Hey, you got to see this because this is this just it's meant to happen, right? <sighs> Why? Why is this happening to us? <laughs> it's like it is not meant to be. Okay, all right. Something's happening here. We're gonna give this one more shot. I'm I'm about done. I. You know what? I was done like twenty minutes ago. My computer from doing this now, I think with the screen sharing and recording the podcast, the fan on my my computer is yeah, so I can loud hear right it. now. Yeah, you can even yep. you can even hear it, which means that the mic, like the oh, whole God. <laughs> the audio, audio, the audio on my end is 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 like not even usable right now because this fan is so loud. So now I need to try and pull off my computer because I've, I've got oh, shit. I've got this uh, laptop stand with the fan built into it in case my laptop whatever it does get hot from doing something mm-hmm. really intense so I'm going to plug this in get this going <sighs> oh my gosh I- I'm pissed now to the point where I- I'd like the option for these moral questions where everybody dies even the person <laughs> taking the test and then it's just over Uh, but now this doesn't. <laughs> with the stand, it doesn't fit on my desk. Oh gosh! <laughs> See now it's as dumb as like this is. This has been our best option this whole time. Yeah, as ridiculous is, as this is, that is the best option. Like, what does that look like? It it looks on your be- end. That looks. Better to me than the Discord. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you holding up the phone 
on the screen has a clearer <laughs> picture than oh, screen sharing. <laughs> the color's even more vivid. I mean, look at this. The nice thing is this is like one of those gorilla type stands. Yeah, you can adjust that you can yeah, that I can like wrap around. So this is I need it to be here is where I need it to be. What if I lay this on the side? So now I'm physically moving my monitor to get the... (laughs) I wish I had another camera so I could show you what this looks like right now. I do. I'm I'm going to use my iPad to take a Because this is the most ridiculous thing. All right, are you spiritually centered now? I think so. All right. Dude, that was, that, that was, that was quite... That was over the top. In a, in a better place to make life and death decisions. Oh, yeah. At least at least now I feel like somebody should live instead of everybody just dying. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's go for it.